the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Well, once again, due to current market situations, Rob Black sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. Um, markets, right? It's probably what everyone kind of has on their mind. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Oil yesterday was quite a problem. Oil prices slumped late yesterday as the markets slumped. Basically bringing in doubt about the coordinated effort um, by world governments um, to stimulate their economies, but also there's kind of a global effort right now to potentially do a production cut that would help keep supplies from far outpacing demand this year. Oil's been a problem on top of what's been a problem in the stock market. What's been also on top of the problem of how long does the coronavirus last or how deep does the uh, economic cuts go? And I can tell you quite honestly, I, I don't think many people have an idea. The news headlines are is bad right now. Headline news, people are dying. Worst week ever. Worst week ever for New York. Worst day ever. Um, you're hearing a lot of that, right? And that's good news. We didn't go up yesterday, but we had a strong start, kind of a weak finish. Oil's not really helping. I do have a big question of like, what happens if we have a tough hurricane season or what happens if, you know, uh, there's an act of terrorism? The economy is pretty fragile right now. We want to keep our fingers crossed. Uh, TJ Maxx, uh, you know them as TJX companies, really good, solid investment in the last 15 years. TJ Maxx has done a really, really nice job of getting people in their stores the problem is coronavirus has shut them down completely. So they're going to lay off. They're furloughing 286,000 staff as stores stay shut. Furloughing means those people have the right to march to unemployment. That's going to be the bad news for the foreseeable future is how rough is the employment scenario in the United States in my opinion, taking a look at the stock market, that's what we're talking about here. In my opinion, the stock market will probably care more about the employment numbers. How many Americans stay employed? How many people have jobs? I think the stock market will care more about the employment numbers more so than the number of deaths from COVID-19. We've heard estimates of 100 to 220,000 in the United States. And until we get up to 220,000, we've kind of heard that number. So I think the employment numbers 
are going to be uh, a big issue for the markets to digest in the coming weeks and months. And again, that it, maybe it should be too. So if we have a job, um, we're still spending money. I did something yesterday that was kind of shocking for the first time in a long time. I did carry out. Uh, didn't want to cook. Didn't want to stress over it. I, I was like, let's do pizza. So, And it felt like a victory when I wasn't cooking for myself. So that brings up the big question right now is what does the stock market, how do we think it recovers? And a lot of people, is it a V? The stock market goes down, hits a point, and goes straight back up like a rocket? Or is it a situation where it goes down and it drags to the right and then goes back up over time like a U or a V? <clears throat> this is going to be a distinct recession. And the last recession you could have made bank by going after banks. Big question here is what do we want to go after? There's an, It's incredible right now of the amount of people that have an appetite for risky debt and the coronavirus recession and the great recession. We're going to compare the two. The interesting time now is that it's not a financial crisis per se. It's uh, we shut off our, our economy. We went to sleep on it. We talked it into a slumber now, there's some sectors that, I don't know, uh, Carnival Corporation, Carnival Cruises, Carnival, their shares could jump you know, 30% in two days, which is what they just did. Saudi Arabia takes an 8% stake in the cruise line, and out of all the stocks, they just bought 8% of them. That can set up a nice little base, right? So what we want to see right now is setups of bases. We want to see companies go sideways for a little bit, where they've kind of endured. Let's use Apple as an example. Um, they've gone down, sure. And now we want to see them go sideways. We know why they went up. They had great execution. They had solid product. They had big stories like Apple TV. They had big stories like earnings, new phones, 5G. So we know why they went up, and we now also know why they went down. You could go manufacturing in China, demand in China. If people are dying, they're not buying phones. If people are stuck in the United States, one thing they're probably not doing is dropping their phone. One thing they're probably not doing is driving. I saw a lot of car insurance companies say, we're going to give rebates to our customers because if they're clearly not driving, they're clearly not getting into accidents. So anyway, you get the idea, right? Same thing with Apple. Like You have to kind of like build these cases. And what you really want to see here is not for stocks to return to all-time highs, because then they didn't really put in the work. You want to see things go sideways for a period of time so that we can go, oh, yeah, I, I, I fully understand the exposure to China. Or, oh, yeah, I fully ex understand the exposure to tariffs. Or, oh, yeah, you know, the market's now starting to appreciate 5G again. Sideways is not down. Sideways is building a base. So Carnival Cruise Lines has lost 85% of its market value, and yet I can say it's up 30% in two days. It's like, whoa, which one's more important to you? Or do you, you don't care? Because I, I see a company as very, very, very um, beholden to debt there's other companies I'd rather have other than Carnival because of their debt. And it's almost like 
back when I was a dating man, and I'm not being mean when I say this. This is a bad example, but it's a good example. Um, I wanted to. I didn't want to date a smoker because I wasn't a smoker. Period. You have to have standards, right? Um, you could say that with the market too. 800-516-1220. One of the things we're looking at now that could be a stimulus to send the markets higher is, oddly enough, more bad news so that it pushes more bailout money. The bailout money, I don't really get into political arguments about $2 trillion of our kids' future. I get it. It should lead to inflation, but so far the last 20 years of, of printing money on a world debt and a U.S. debt that is, is skyrocketing. So far, the printing money hasn't led to inflation, and you kind of have to stand by that as some sort of evidence that why not print money, especially why not print money when interest rates are zero, was one and a quarter, one quarter percent, half percent, when they're so low, that's the time you should be borrowing money if you're going to be in the business of borrowing money. So we're looking for more stimulus to kind of get the markets maybe higher. But also, we wouldn't mind a sideways market. I know you're saying, I want it to go back up. I want it to be exactly where it was. It's not the way it works. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. We'll talk business, we'll talk markets, and market stories right after the break. Find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black. Black. I'm Rob Black sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. He and I have worked together for 20-plus years. He typically handles the how-to-manage-people's-wealth side of the fence. I tend to manage how to create wealth. In a market downturn, he has held up much better than I have because I'm still trying to expose growth in portfolios. In a market downturn, he's been a good position because his job is to protect wealth not necessarily to hit home runs, but to make sure what you have lasts until you, the day you die. I've been reading a lot of Kurt Vonnegut. I'm burned out on all TV, all Netflix. I don't need to see Ozark. Didn't see it before. Don't need to see it now. So I'm burning through A Man Without a Country, Slaughterhouse-Five, Player Piano, Mother Night. Um, Kurt Vonnegut is something that you just go back to, Right. Will you have a stock that you go back to? Will you have a restaurant that you go back to? <clears throat> That's what is increasingly alarming for people, is we don't really have a complete answer on how business is going to roll in the next year. We know that if everything with viruses plays out like it tends to, we will have a cure for COVID in 18 months. <clears throat> minus some sort of radical change in the uh, germ itself, right? But if it takes 18 months and it comes back, that's going to slow the economy, right? So Americans are increasingly alarmed on the economy. Now, what's interesting is in the last 40 days, roughly, and I'm going to go biblical on you, Moses, in the last 40 days, of it's been raining a lot on the economy. 
What's interesting is my personal finances have gotten better. My credit card balances, which I don't pay interest on, you can carry the balance from the previous month. Uh, my credit card balances have all gone down by probably 50 to 60% because I'm not going out to restaurants. I'm not going on trips. I'm not saying, oh, look, it's um, St. Patrick's Day. Let's go to a bar and get plastered. Or let's go to a bar, get plastered, and stay at a hotel. I'm not spending any money. That's very discretionary. Yes, I'm buying rice. <laughs> you know, you know I'm doing that. So I'm, I'm spending money on things that are considered staples, consumer staples versus consumer discretionary. The people that are getting hurt here are the people that do transactions, like companies like Visa. I like Visa enough to say, they could get a little bit of pain in transactions. I don't mind that. I don't. I like Apple enough to say, you know what, if they have three months offline, I could live with that. Six months offline, that's going to be a little bit more painful. But I expect a year from now, we'll still be using our phones after we get a, a concoction that, A, we can treat people better with, um, or B, that we could, you know, cure them with, with a shot, right? That's expected. Now, I just talked about rice, and I just talked about how in the last month, my finances have gotten better. Now, my picture for finances probably gotten a little bit worse, right? Um, and that's what we're worried about. So Americans are more and more increasingly alarmed about the economy. I feel that now there will be a lot. There's an expectation that there'll be a lot of pent up demand that bursts. That, you know, at this point in time, you could say shelter in place or shelter in safety or safety away from people, whatever phrase you want to use. I think that'll eventually lead to, well, the numbers have gone down in L.A. Let's go party tonight in L.A. The numbers have gone down in Vegas. Let's go party in Vegas. The numbers have gone down in Northern California. Let's go back to work. Um, we're moving that direction. But Americans are increasingly alarmed about the economy. And the fear for me is, is that we permanently change something um, like People who gave up on the stock market, seeing that it can go down 30% pretty quickly. When it was down 30%, 35% or like, it could go to 40 Not very likely, but it could. It could go down 50%. Once in a lifetime rare. But it could. So a lot of people may have given up on that. And that's one of the fears that I have, is that as there's going to be rising unemployment, people are going to stop saving for their future. People don't believe in their future. And the sad, sad, sad part about it is that's what happened in 2006, 2008, when the markets tumbled in the financial recession, the Great Recession, the recession that was homes were being foreclosed on. This one, the homes may not be foreclosed on, so it's going to look different. But if Americans lose their faith, they lose their ability to go out and you know, spend money on big tickets. That's the thought. And again, it turns out a lot of like, you know, there was a point yesterday where COVID updates were coming out and they're like, well, 61% of people have either cardiovascular disease or diabetes. I'm like, well, then it's in my head. I didn't say this. I didn't say this, but that's a little bit more manageable than it's killing the average person on the street. A little less scary when you put it in that perspective of immune-compromised diabetics and heart disease. 
okay, at some point in time, we'll put people away who are diagnosed with cardiovascular disease and diabetes in a corner and say, okay, you go be safe now. Probably not. You know, one of the big things that I heard about changing attitudes, and this is fascinating. Disney came out and said this yesterday. They would, they will consider putting thermostat stations to allow entry into the theme park. Well, that could happen with uh, museums. That can happen with movie theaters. That can happen with restaurants. That can happen with airlines. Are we going to become a nation where someone walks up to your ear, puts a little plastic tip on something, puts something in your ear, and goes, beep, 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 98.6, you can go through? There's one nation right now that if you have been tested for COVID and you are clean, they will give you a certificate. Or if you've had it and relapsed, they will give you a certificate and you are allowed to go out and enjoy the economy. Are we getting in that direction? I don't know. I can tell you that the way we're going, I can't tell you what business is going to look like coming out of this, but I don't think those are far-fetched ideas for the short term. Um, and we'll see. Tesla yesterday said they're going to cut all salaried employees pay and they're going to furlough hourly workers after health orders to curb COVID-19 and force them to suspend new vehicle production. So more people heading to the unemployment line. I opened the hour talking about TJ Maxx sending 200,000 plus people to unemployment. Now, Tesla is doing a similar thing. This story is going to get worse before it gets better. We have not seen unemployment jump. We've already seen the starts of it jumping, but we haven't seen it shockingly jump. 3.5%, to 5%, people are okay with that number. But when we start getting to double-digit unemployment, then we're going to start saying, I wonder when people go back to work. And that brings up the question of, when does this thing go away? Baseball is talking about playing in empty stadiums. No, they're not talking about playing in empty stadiums. NFL will start on time no matter what. NFL won't start on time no matter what. Kids going back to school in the fall, maybe. Interesting stuff, right? You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. The economic data is going to be alarming. I'm Rob Black, sitting in for CFP, Chad Burt. It's that time where a lot of phone calls are made to clients and clients back to their CFPs. It's Whether it's a good time or a bad time for that, you should always talk to your CFP. Always give them important updates. Um, life changes. So your financial plan, when you're told you're going to have cancer should be different than if you're a cancer survivor, which should be different than if you've never been diagnosed. As you age, it's super important to talk to your financial planner. Listen to some of the news out there. Markets opened higher. That's kind of nice. We had a big day Monday, a big start on Tuesday. It was looking pretty good. And then there was lack of conviction. We couldn't close the market without thinking, I wonder what's going to happen at the press conference today. I wonder what's going to happen with the number of COVID deaths today. I wonder what's going to happen. So we sold off. Saudi Arabia and Russia aren't making this easy because 
one of the things that generates trillions of dollars in business in the world is oil. And when oil is priced at $60 a barrel, it generates more revenue than if it's priced at $9 a barrel. Um, <laughs> that's funny. I used to know the head uh, uh, chief security officer at Facebook and you know, just kind of in the neighborhood. And he just got a job at Zoom video. Uh, and he, I'm not speaking for him, but the whole breakup with Facebook, there looked like there was fall guys. There looked like there was people, you know, call whistleblowing. He's a good guy. Um, and he just took a job at Zoom video, which is fascinating because Stock's gone. Uh, not even the stock. The stock has been a, obviously an amazing performer, but it's run into hard times in the last week as they've lost major clients like New York City schools. Um, we know more and more Zoom meetings. We know people are getting together and drinking with their buddies uh, over Zoom. It's cute, right? <clears throat> Zoom happy hours are a thing. Um, but yeah, Alex just got a job as the. That's smart. That's Wall Street is going to dig that. Um, and I think he'll make an immediate change there. So that stock may be interesting again. <clears throat> the security threats that hit over the weekend, you're learning like, yeah, my kid just went to school and he signed into zoom with 20 other kids and the teacher, you should have seen it. It was hilarious. She looked really frustrated, trying to get all the kids to be quiet. Um, the security threat is it came pretty fast. They're like, wait, wait, we have to log into private rooms and use individual passwords every single time. You guys need someone like Alex to figure out how to stop people from bombing into little children talking to their teacher. McDonald's quarterly sales, same store sales have fallen um, 22%. Now you hear that and you're like, that's not that bad. Their first quarter comparable sales down 3.4%. Uh, McDonald's secured another $6.5 billion for financing. I bring that up because I'm pretty sure McDonald's is going to get through this coronavirus and COVID. McDonald's is a type of stock that was around when you were a little kid. No, they haven't gone through World War One and World War Two, but they have gone through what the market throws at it, whether it be terrorism, maybe anti-American investor shifts. Um, McDonald's has been fine. <clears throat> They're a company that when you look at their chart, you go, why didn't I own this? And in down markets, you should have a list of stocks you've always wanted to own. In down markets, you should have a list of stocks to maybe incorrectly bought. And it doesn't have to be stocks. It can be a mutual fund of stocks or a mutual fund of bonds. And you can go, you know what? There's Why am I dating the second prettiest sister or the third prettiest sister? I can have the prettiest sister. Why am I driving a third-rate car or a second-rate car? I can have a Lamborghini, if Lamborghinis are nice. I don't know. You get the idea of during market turmoil, you can upgrade. It's a little bit tougher when markets are hitting all-time highs to say, you know what, I want to buy that underperformer. But that is actually exactly what you're supposed to do with funds. In good years, you're supposed to sell off some of your winners and support some of your broad theme losers that you still want exposure to. 
<clears throat> for instance, right now, I'm seeing Asia not having as many problems with coronavirus. Two to three months ago, we were looking at Asia going, oh, look how bad they are. They know nothing. They're getting destroyed by this puny, little, teeny, 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 tiny flu. And they went through their pain. And they seem to be back at work. Lower infections, lower deaths, lower hospital utilization. So in the United States, it's taken its turn on it. So I would guess that as the economies got hit in Asia, they'll be the first ones to wake up a little bit. Minus the United States, where we may roar back because we are a nation of consumers. If we have a paycheck, we spend it. The government's kind of trying to tie the bridge in paychecks, but $1,200 is not a lot of money. The government's trying to help small businesses that have kind of turtled up. The trillions that they're going to throw at that is a lot of money. <clears throat> but what stinks is we're giving small businesses loans. At very low cost, very low cost. They should be very happy to have this money. The problem is it is a loan. And even if you're allowed to default on it or pay it back slowly or you know defer it, someone's going to get financially impacted. Or will it just be the government saying, we'll take that loss happily so that people stay on payrolls so that they A, vote, and B, generate taxes by staying on a payroll? How else are we going to pay for all this? It's not going to be purely on taxes on payroll, I'll tell you that. So McDonald's is a company that I like as an investment. Um, and I think Americans will go back to it. If they're losing 4% of their sales on a monthly basis, 22% on a quarterly basis, yeah, those are tough numbers. But that's also why you're not buying the stock at its all-time high, 221. It's at 175. Now... You could say, okay, that's kind of a weak player. They should come back. Or you can say, well, let's take a look at Walmart or Amazon or Target, all of them very fine companies. And all of them could fit into different types of investors' portfolios. Target could kind of be a growth in income. Walmart could be kind of more of a conservative play over time. Amazon could be, what are they going to do next that's amazing? You know, Amazon, I was going to do this story and then COVID got bigger, and then I was going to do the story, and then COVID got bigger. You know, Amazon's working on a cure for the common cold, which may or may not have direct impact on something like a COVID-19. Um, they're working on, like, do you know how much money they would make if they can crack that? And what you have to have is the governments aren't going to throw money at, at projects, you saw that Trump has kind of defanged our immune response teams. Our CDC, he's kind of pulled a lot of the money out. The people who are going to be doing this kind of crazy stuff, figuring out the cures for common cold, are billionaires. If you, did you see yesterday Jack Dorsey of Twitter pledged a billion dollars <throat> to COVID-19 fights? It's almost as if he's truly fighting with Amazon CEO, Jeff Bezos, richest man in the world, who only pledged $100 million dollars. Dorsey threw down a billion. Boom. Just like that. Dorsey's only worth, I believe, about $4 billion. I know you're saying only. <laughs> I know. Good problem to have, right? But that's an interesting situation where a billionaire is throwing down a lot of money. Bill Gates is doing the same thing. Remember these billionaires that we didn't really like a couple months ago when we were trying to decide, do we want Bernie? Do we want, you know, uh, who do we want 
to run the Democratic primary through to the end. To accept the nomination in July, whoops, that's been pushed to August, right? Um, that was a little bit more, let's beat up on the billionaires. Now the billionaires kind of come to the rescue. Bill Gates said, you know, I'm going to fund seven coronavirus cures, seven shots that will make, give you immunity. Six of them are going to fail, <clears throat> and they're going to cost me billions but I'm okay with that because if I get the one shot, the one flu shot, the one, <clears throat> you know, um, it's going to get cracked. They say it's the type of virus that is easily cracked, but it takes months and months and months and months to incubate stuff <clears throat> and to get it on mass scale and to make sure that people aren't dying. Like <clears throat> some of the cures that we've had in the past. You may remember something like thalidomide, which was a drug approved for women to do um, to take during uh, birth when the contractions were too much. The thalidomide was applied, and it worked perfectly in rabbits. And their babies gave you know contraction free babies, and that made the everything great. But in human babies, the rabbit babies were fine, but in the human babies. It caused massive, you know, deformations. So sometimes we got to like go through this process intelligently. But we're hearing more and more companies position Gilead Science for an experimental antiviral drug. Um, billionaires are throwing money at this kind of situation. It's kind of nice. Um, <clears throat> drugs that didn't work against Ebola, we're kind of using that as let's start there. I think a lot of science is going to come out of this. There's a lot of positives to come out of this. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I'm sitting in for CFP, Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. Markets are starting the day up. Even if we don't end up, try to look for the phrase, sideways is not down in your head and in your portfolios. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So, I've started turning back to, like, Kurt Vonnegut. I'm done with Netflix. <laughs> I heard a stand-up comedian the other night say, I watched everything on Netflix and I saw what the ending credit was. It's like, that's funny, right? So, I'm going back to a little bit of Kurt Vonnegut. Because um, it just, it's better for me. In Slaughterhouse-Five, one of the favorite, famous quotes was, and so it goes. And that's how I'm approaching Wall Street at this point in time. I've been through corrections. I've been in bear markets. I'm pretty comfortable with it. Um, this bear market will be different than the last bear market. Will it be super fast down, super fast up? Or will it be super fast down sideways for three years? Or will it be super fast down, break down all the way to zero? That's never happened. Never say never. So we have a chance of going to zero. I'm Rob Black sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. We aren't going to zero. Listen to though to some of the crazy things like, yeah, I didn't see that one coming. Yesterday I talked about how courtrooms aren't really meeting in courts anymore and they're they're streaming online as much as they can. It's like, whoa, that's a change. Well, we know that people are hoarding stuff. Um I'm surprised. I've tried to buy flour. I don't cook with a lot of flour. I probably go through a bag of flour a year kind of thing. I'm not a cookie-making dude. I can't find flour. 
some of the stuff that's out there that I'm, I'm like um, soy sauce. Soy sauce is not on the shelves, right? So we know like there's some weird shopping going on. Uh, buying food that spoils, probably not a good idea if you're going to survive for months. Unless you have a freezer and then you just hope electricity stays on, right? So Costco is going to give investors today a look at how coronavirus stockpiling and social distancing is going to report into their sales um, and how it plays out. No one cares about January or February. No one. That was life before the war. I'm not making fun of the term the war because we're sheltered in place kind of on our, yes, I get that it's a war mentality, but it doesn't feel like, how shall we say, saving Private Ryan. It doesn't have that epicness to it unless you're elderly or working at a hospital. Many of us are going like, what's going on out there? My beard's getting bigger. So all highs are going to be on March sales. And Costco is going to give us a little bit of information on this. Now, another thing that I haven't really seen at the grocery stores is rice. Rice plays into the conversation that we're having about Costco right now. Staple grains, rice, and wheat have risen to seven-year highs. And that's prompting countries to stockpile. We're not going to war over computer chips. We're going to war over rice. And that's like fantastic. You've heard Donald Trump lambaste 3M. How dare you send medical masks that you made in America to foreign countries? Even though we're having medical masks flown in from Russia, 60 tons of them. We can't say that because it has to be all political. Like we have to make it all about us. We don't want to make it like, hey, Russia's doing us a good favor. Why did they stockpile better than we did? So unlike other sectors right now, agriculture is an interesting one on stockpiling, right? We there's, there's a harvesting calendar. There's animals that you basically say, we want my herd to be 100,000 this year. Going into the fall, 110,000. We're going to cut 50,000 of them. There's some planning that has to go on. And if a planting season is missed, we could see an even higher spike in commodities like rice. And if countries are saying, we're we're going to keep all of our rice supplies here, it could get into a, a problem. Now, the top prices for rice come out of the biggest exporters are India and Vietnam. But this is a staple food for the world and seen a 9% price jump. Um, to seven-year highs, it's like, whoa. Actually, they're up 12% now in recent quarters, uh, in recent comparisons. So rice is getting impacted because we're going to Costco and we're looking around and we're saying, well, I need some soy sauce to put on my rice. Well, I need rice. Grab two bags. Grab three bags. Usually one bag's enough, but let's grab three. So large portions of the U.S. are shut down and we're consuming large portions of things from Costco. I'll take that 100-pack roll of toilet paper. Oh, boy, do I wish I had a 100-pack roll right now. I kind of want to send uh, the children out to the street corner and say, toilet paper for sale, toilet paper for sale, except for someone would shoot them, right? So Costco's going to give us some numbers. 
And again, the only thing we're looking at, and we'll talk about this tomorrow, is how did they do in March? If Hilton gives us numbers, how did you do in March? If Apple gives us numbers, how did you do in March? So as we move into earnings season, because we are, so there's four quarters in the year, January, February, March. So the first quarter is reported in April, and the calendar just hit April. Now, there's a little bit of dysfunction to that statement because sometimes it takes about three weeks to really get through earnings. So it could be kind of an April, May kind of situation. A lot of companies also set up their years around Christmas so that you know it's not the biggest blowout ever. And then, oh, look how disappointing it is in uh, the January month. So anyway, we have earnings coming up. The news is going to get worse for earnings. The news is going to get worse for the economy and job losses. TJ Maxx cuts 200000 here. Tesla cuts 50000 there. It adds up. It's going to get worse. The COVID death toll, I think, is now priced in. We went low, then we went super high, and now we're saying, well, it'll be less than super high. So we, we kind of can wrap our heads around that and say, okay, it's math. What we can't really do is say, when will we be playing football games? When will we be at movie theaters? When will we be back at Disneyland? That's another question. That's kind of something that comes up with earnings. So McDonald's is showing numbers that aren't horrible. It's nice to see. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.